Welcome to the Final Draft Podcast. My name's Andrew Popel, and today I'm welcoming to the show Jane Harrison. Here on Final Draft, we explore books, writing, and literary culture. Final Draft broadcasts from the studios of 2SER in Sydney, and on the podcast, we want to share these conversations with the world, a way to explore Australian writing, from debut authors to the names that you know and love. Each of these conversations is about the author's new book, a way to dive into the issues that drive the author's storytelling, help you discover more from the books you love, because these are the stories that make us who we are. 2SER broadcasts from the lands of the Gadigal people, and I record on the lands of the Darug and the Gunagara people. I want to acknowledge the traditional owners of those lands and pay my respects to their ongoing connection to their lands, acknowledging that these are unceded lands and that treaty has never been made with Australia's First Nations. I'm welcoming Jane Harrison to the show. Jane is a playwright and author descended from the Murrawari people. She has come on the show numerous times. I love chatting to her about her writing. But today, well, this is a special day because Jane is also the festival director for the Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival. Black and Bright are putting on their biggest festival. They have released the lineup. Jane and I are going to sit down. We're going to talk about who's coming up. And also some of the issues that go into and that Jane wants to explore when she is programming the biggest First Nations Literary Festival. It's always great to have Jane on and I really love being able to share these ideas as a way for you, dear listener, to get a little bit more out of the books that you read by appreciating where the authors are coming from. So join me as Jane Harrison discusses the Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival lineup for 2024. <laughs> I am welcoming, or perhaps welcoming back to the show, Jane Harrison. Jane is a playwright and author descended from the Morawari people. She's the author of the internationally acclaimed play Stolen. We most recently spoke last year about her acclaimed novel, The Visitors. Jane is also, like, if you can believe she's fitting all this in, she's the festival director for Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival. The program has just launched. And Jane, thank you so much for joining me to talk about it. It's a pleasure, Andrew. Always great to talk to you. Let's just lock this in. Every six months or so, we're going we're gonna to do a chat. No pressure on you to write books. but <laughs> I have to have projects lined up. So it sounds like <laughs> There's you a few do. Coming up. <laughs> so Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival, it started in 2016. It's a biannual festival. And this year it is happening over four days in Nam, but also digitally across the country or wherever you want to join in. I'm really excited to, to have a chance to chat. Looking at the lineup, Jane, is this the biggest Black and Bright festival yet? It actually is. So we try and keep it contained over four days, but there's always the impetus to make it bigger and bolder and brighter every year so that we, um, you know, we think about the kind of guests we might like to have and the various events that we try and program. And so uh, this year we're... Uh, programmed over 70 First Nations writers and storytellers from across Australia and very diverse in terms of the, the genres that they work in. So everything from, you know, of course, novelists, Melissa Lukashenko and Tony Birch, Kim Scott, right through to very new writers, poets, spoken word artists. We have elders on a program called uh, Wisdom of the Elders. So you can hear from them directly about their lived experience. Um, and, you know, it is a time of change at the moment. So we're really keen to hear from young people in particular uh, on their points of view on where the country's at. And of course, we've got Leah Purcell during the keynote. So 
It's such a big extraordinary. It is such a wealth. And I couldn't help but notice the festival theme is Black Futures Now. Can you touch on that a little bit, please? Yes, when we were trying to come up with a theme um, late last year, of course, the referendum was happening. So there was a lot of um, interest in First Nations ideas and people and culture. Um, but it, it left a kind of a sour taste, I think, in the community's mind. And so we wanted to find a theme that kind of embraced some positivity. And, you know, I think we are on the cusp of change. I think um, there's an interest in First Nations writing in particular. And I really wanted to um, dig deep into what the future might look like for First Nations people and storytellers in particular. And I think speaking to to that historical moment last year, which unfortunately did not go in the direction that I think a wide variety of people, many people wanted, um, it is great to just be able to refocus and and think about that. And this in, this incredible opportunity, I have been fortunate. So the, we, we, we've touched on a little bit of the lineup and I've been fortunate to speak to many of the writers on the festival lineup over my years here at Final Draft. Thank you to all of them. <laughs> I'm looking also, as well as the lineup, I'm looking at the advanced review copies that are landing on my desk and I'm, I'm having to wonder, is this all reaching a critical mass? Like, do you feel like Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander writing is enjoying a moment uh, like with the wealth and the depth of the stories that are available? I absolutely do. I think there's, you know, the established writers that we know and love and who are honoured, uh, Melissa Lukashenko just picking up the Victorian uh, Premier's Literary mm. Award for the Best Fiction, um, Daniel Browning also winning in that uh, lineup as well. Um, but we've got a wealth of new writers coming on. So we've programmed people like Graham Atkins, who's a, an amazing talent with his new novel, YA novel, Borderland, and Melanie Saywood, who's another YA writer. There's Susie Anderson, who's had a poetry collection, and uh, John Morrissey, whose um, first collection of short stories has also been critically reviewed. So I think, yeah, there's, and I know of so many new writers who are just developing their scripts, at the manuscripts at the moment, ready to send them off to the various writing prizes and uh, opportunities that there are out there. So I think, yeah, there is definitely a moment happening. You'd be forgiven for wondering how you can keep up with all of this. I will shout out to Graham. He came on the show. So if anyone wants to catch, uh, I guess, a preview, Graham's uh, podcast episode is available right now, as many as well as so many others. You touched there about writers with manuscripts in, in process. And that is, I guess, kind of a hidden part of the industry for many readers that, you know, we we romanticise the writer, you know, locked in their garret, slaving over their art. But then there is, I guess, something of the machine of publishing. One of the panels I saw is called Black Imprints. And of course, the books are the and ultimately the stories that we enjoy. They rely on this pub, on a publishing house to pick them up. So what is what do you see, Jane, as the role of the publishing industry in supporting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander writing and its availability to the public? Yes, I think that's a huge topic. And uh, it's really interesting that we've got um, 
our moderator in that panel is Sandra Phillips, who's got a long history of um, editing and working in the publishing industry. And so she'll be able to draw out the themes with our um, panellists from UQP, uh, Magabala Books up in Broome, and also uh, Running Water uh, Community Press. So uh, quite a a range of different type of publishers on that panel. And, yeah, I think it's a really important role. Having just published um, a novel last year myself, going through that process of getting an uh, agent and putting it out to pitch and then getting the publisher and um, talking to the various publishers about what their vision is for the book. I mean, it's quite a daunting process um, and it's quite a complex and long process to get the book to print. So I think uh, unpacking that for uh, First Nations writers and for the general readership too, to understand that process a little bit more is, um, I think, uh, an interesting part of our ecology, really. Um, and, you know, um, I think it should be of interest to readers as well. Mm. It's always fascinating to me because books – a book in your hand, as apart from being a beautiful artefact and something that we all love, it has this sense of inevitability. But of course, you know, when you get into the weeds of it, there's all of the, I guess, what might be described as economic considerations. And, you know, whilst I would never begrudge anyone a new celebrity cookbook, for the publishers that are going to take a chance on an author who doesn't have a name yet for a story that feels like it stands alone but still actually has to sit on a bookshelf and show itself. Like, I love that this is happening and I love that this is happening more and more for such a diversity of, of authors. Like, for me, just doing this show, I think I've been able to stay doing it for so long because the books never cease to just, you know, knock me flat. And it's just so incredible. Stand out. Like, Jane, our conversation last year, that your book was incredible. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I think there's such a gamut of books now too, and even um, poets. I went to a poetry launch last night um, by uh, Janine Lane and, uh, you know, I think po poetry is also having its moment and the poetry event at Black and Bright is one of our most popular actually. So we've got a great lineup of poets, both uh, established and uh, quite young uh, in that lineup. And yeah, I think poetry, the fact that Evelyn Araluen uh, won the Stella Prize a couple of years ago and, you know, sold tens of thousands of copies of Drop Bear, I think is amazing, you know, fantastic um, that uh, there's such a readership for First Nations poetry. Evelyn's book was incredible. I could not help but fail to notice that she is on the lineup. I've got Janine's book on, on my Tuba Red pile. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a long She's a talent. Yeah. I don't know She's if this is a long bow to draw, Jane, but if anyone out there is still a little bit on the fence about poetry, poetry poetry is like the TikTok of reading. I think it is <laughs> it is a way to get that rhythm into your body. It is a way to just often getting a short burst that just mm. it can really revive you. I um I've I've gone well off script here, but I will I will talk poetry up till till you know till people get bored of me. <laughs> Yes, and hearing it out loud, I think, is a different experience altogether. Hearing those words um, shared with you from another human being. Again, it's a little bit like theatre as well, mm. you know, that spoken word, um, the presentation of it, um, bringing it to life, bringing those words to life, I think, is really powerful as well. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, Jane, we are talking this up, of course. Black and Bright Literary Festival is happening down in Nam, Melbourne. Sydney ciders do not need an excuse to feel a little bit jealous of Melbourne. Could you dangle us a ray of hope for those of us who want to tune in to the festival? There are opportunities to tune in, particularly to the Saturday and Sunday uh, programming. We uh, will be live streaming most of those sessions live from the Wheeler Centre here in Melbourne. Um, The live stream link hasn't yet gone up on our website, but it will be coming. Uh, We only launched yesterday, so next week that link should be up on the website and you'll be able to tune into that. It's free. Um, So, yeah, there's some amazing sessions that you can – and a real gamut of sessions. You can go to one, you can go to many. Fabulous. We've mentioned so many of the prominent authors and poets who are on the lineup. Jane, uh, it's only a half hour show. I've seen the festival program. We couldn't mention everything. Like it's just, it's just not possible. People are going to need to head over to blackandbright.com.au to discover it all. But could I ask you to maybe draw out a panel that is a passion for yourself? It might be, uh, it might be featuring, um, you know, the next big thing that you've got on your radar. What's what's one selection for people as they uh, yeah. as they look forward? Yeah, it's, it's a bit like um, choosing your favourite child, but um, I do have a real fondness for uh, the Sisters Are Doing It panel. Um, I think as a woman myself, um, I think having four extraordinary women on that panel and we have Australia's first Aboriginal psychiatrist in Helen Milroy, who also writes uh, children's books. We have Deborah Cheatham Fralin, who's well known as an opera singer and runs her own opera company. And we have um, the incredible Deborah Dank, who um, cleaned up uh, big time at the New South Wales Premier's Literary Awards for her book, Um, We Come With This Place. And our moderator on that panel is um, also Sandra, the incredible Sandra Phillips. And I'm excited about that panel because they talk about the myriad roles they play as Aboriginal women, um, not just in the writing world, but outside that, in academia and in, um, you know, private practice and, uh, you know, how the writing is just one aspect of their really rich uh, lives. And so, yeah, that's one that I always love to um, participate in. It looks incredible. Maybe not one to tune in uh, in your PJs on a Saturday morning. You will feel bad about your own productivity, but just (laughs) an incredible array of talented black women. Um, Yes. Oh, wow. Jane, it's it's such a pleasure. It is always such a pleasure when we get a chance to chat. And as I said, let's, let's just tune this in. Let's just book this in as regularly as possible. But till next time, the 14th till the 17th of March is when uh, Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival, that is when it's happening. And uh, where can people go to find out more, Jane? Yes, if you could go to our website, which is blackandbright.com.au, you'll be able to look at the program, you'll see the events on the various days, you'll see the artists that we've got lined up. Oh, I forgot to mention our opening night, which is another incredible night. We've got performances by Kamara Bell-Wikes and Carly Shepherd, who are two young um, performance makers in in Victoria. So they we've commissioned a special performance for them uh, to 
develop um, on a writing theme and we've got Tony Birch and Kim Scott in conversation, like how incredible, two icons, uh, and they'll talk about, you know, they'll ask the questions about what a writer wants to know about another writer. So I think that'll be a fascinating conversation as well. Tremendous. So, I would not even I would not even be game to try and pin down where that conversation goes. Such incredible <laughs> men. Yes. And Jane Harrison. Novelist, playwright, festival director extraordinaire, thank you for taking the time this morning and for sharing this incredible festival. I hope many people around the country get to tune in. Yes, fantastic. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you also again to Jane Harrison. Jane is the festival director of Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival. We will share links, but you know what? You can also just Google Black and Bright, B-L-A-K, Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival. Final Draft is recorded on the lands of the Darug and the Gunungurra people. The show is presented and produced by Andrew Popel. Get in touch if you want to let us know what you're reading, something you've discovered on the show, something you'd like to discover on the show. You will find Final Draft on social media. Just search for at Final Draft 2 SER. Subscribe wherever you are listening. It is a way to ensure you get new episodes when they drop. And also, it's a way to help, you know, kind of boost us, that whole algorithmic thing. It lets other people see us. You can also give us a rating. My name's Andrew Popel. I am going to be back with more incredible conversations from Australian authors. Till then, though, happy reading. Bye for now.